0: Welcome to the Little Ms Sunshine Podcast, where we discuss everything MS. Join me as I chat to other people living with the condition and see how we overcome challenges while still trying to smile. Just a little disclaimer, we are not medical professionals, so anything you hear about us discussing medication, please seek medical advice from your MS team. All our views are our own. Welcome to the Miss Sunshine podcast, where today I'm talking to Anne and Jackie about mental health. Living with a long-term chronic condition like MS can be really challenging and I think it's really helpful to talk to others who may have experienced those feelings and can share their experiences so we can learn from them. So I know, and you found it quite challenging um, with your mental health at times, haven't you?
1: Yes, I did, good morning. Uh, good morning. Yeah, I mean, I always go with the, uh, you know, you don't get a diagnosis of a long, well, lifelong uh, chronic illness and you just carry on as normal. It's going to affect your mental health. Now, when I was diagnosed, it was kind of a mix because I had a bit of relief, A, because I knew what it was, but B, then I didn't know a lot about it. And you do worry about the future. You do worry about jobs, your lifestyle, your family. And I did what no one should do. And I know everyone does it, but I Googled it. Dr. Google. Google MS, and yeah, it's 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 a minefield, it really is. It's a no-no. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I've had moments where I do struggle, and I, I'll be honest, you know, I've seen a psychiatrist, I think, two times, I'm very lucky, so in my local area, it was specifically an MS psychiatrist, so uh, it was a group, it was about eight of us, I think. Um, we went for six weeks. Uh, just had a good chat about it and what have you. And, uh, yeah, again, I'm going to be totally honest. I, I still take, uh, I don't really like the word antidepressants, but I, I call them happy bills. Uh, so, uh, so I take so, Citalopram.
0: I'm going to interject there. Okay. So the impact of diagnosis is a massive one. Yeah. But how... How were you feeling? How, how did you kind of know there was something not quite right?
1: Okay, so uh, it was, it, well, after I'd kind of done the Google search, uh, you get a panic. You get a sense of panic. I mean, you see the where things where you weren't going to be walking much longer, your, your memory will go, you'll constantly be tired. You see all that, and yeah, a sense of panic certainly sets in.
2: Yeah. It's very um, overwhelming, isn't it? You're suddenly absolutely. burdened with all this information, and it's yeah, it's a big old, big old thing
1: to navigate. And, and you're just not sure where to go for help at that point. You know, it's uh, it's not there's not a lot about MS uh, which I've seen anyway at that point. Uh, so you don't know where to go for the support. You don't know there's you know there's groups out there which can help you, and uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's as Jackie, hundred percent says. It, it's completely overwhelming, and yeah, uh, I think
0: I think you can feel sad, lonely, anxious, yeah. worried. You know, even guilty. You know, about getting this diagnosis, and yeah, worried about the future.
1: Yeah,
2: I think absolutely. I feel all those things every day. Um, I feel guilty for burdening my mum because I'm living back with her. I do feel anxious. I feel scared. I feel You know, you feel all those things on a daily basis, but some kind of determination and positivity kind of pulls you through, really.
1: I think you, you kind of put pressure on yourself as well, don't you, Jackie? But, you know, you want to try and still do the things you used to be able to do, like, you know... I can't do housework too great, for example. Oh, right,
2: you're I see. I, I bet you're yeah. fine with housework, really. This is <laughs> just an excuse.
1: I I can't make dinners or anything like that. All I can do is sit on my backside watching football all day. So you know, is, it's hard for me. but, you know, no, but I do. I do think you you do put a lot of pressure on yourself to try and uh, do this stuff, and you, which you can't necessarily do anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, so you. you- so you said you you went to a group and you you spoke and and did that help talking to others?
1: No, it did absolutely. So it was quite daunting when it first went in because I at that point I was walking freely, I didn't walk, wear sorry, wear stick, use a stick or anything like that. And um, when would go into the group, there there were people in in wheelchairs, and the first thing I think is oh God, is that yeah. how I'm going to end up? But when you talk to people and, and you realise that there's certain situations which they get, they've had it, and they can give you advice and what have you. Uh it's though. So, so I think it took me around about two sessions to get it in my head that you're not necessarily gonna end up in their situation. And uh it was just it was, it was a coping mechanism and, and yeah, it worked really well. And I was, you know, I was very lucky that that was available to me
0: that's that's amazing um I I don't know how many other areas offer kind of things like groups like that or anything therapy Jackie I just wanted to ask did you specifically
2: choose a group as opposed to a one-on-one
1: no so uh originally I had a telephone conversation with the uh Psychiatrist, and she oh, decided for me. Okay, so you, sorry, we are to lose you. We, we lost you at. for
2: a bit. And... Oh, sorry.
1: Okay, which bit?
2: I
0: had a phone call.
1: Okay, so yeah, so I had a phone call with the uh, psychiatrist, and they kind of grade you as to whether you need a uh, one-to-one or um. a group. So uh, they they ask a number of questions, and he did one to ten where you were, and uh, so my That's points true. were that I was best to go into a group I didn't need one-to-one so yeah and uh, like I say I mean I live in Stafford this this was up in Stoke about 10-15 minutes away from me so yeah really really lucky.
0: Have you you got anything like that that you're aware of in your local area? There is a counsellor
2: at my local MS centre which is only a bus ride away Um, she does need booking up in advance she's always very busy understandably um i've not personally seen her um i've not had any counseling in inverted commas you know anything sort of professionally or through the nhs or anything like that um i'm on antidepressants um i started taking them a few years before my diagnosis when i was going through a divorce and i'd weaned myself off them but I think maybe about a month or so after diagnosis, I asked my GP if I could go on them again um, and they had no issue with that. Um, But yes, there is counselling available around here. Again, we're very lucky.
0: So you've both said that you um, currently, or have done in the past, kind of self medicate, you medicate with antidepressants or happy pills, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) So can... Jackie can, can you feel the impact of those on your daily life
2: I can I have tried again to wean, when I when I've tried to wean myself off them um, just they, they it's really hard to describe the feeling but they just take the edge off yeah which I think seems to be what most people say when they're talking about antidepressants they just make everything a little bit more bearable um I, I, I'd, be, I'd not be without them now. And I like the fact that the stigma around antidepressants certainly seems to have subsided over the years because so many people are struggling with so many things. Yeah. And they are there to help you.
1: And, oh, I, I, well, I go with the theory, you no, know, I, I take a thing called Citalopram uh, every day. Snap. Uh, and, you know, I think for the sake of just taking a pill a day, why, why not take it if it's going to keep like you said Jack it keeps the edge off it uh, I, I will be on them I've not tried to win myself on them but I don't see the need to uh, so yeah they help me loads
0: yeah and I can't I can't really join in this conversation as such because I think I'm one of the people in the minority that I haven't suffered with my mental health and I know You know, looking back at my past and you think maybe there's times where I might have needed some intervention help and I haven't. And I can only put that down to just having a positive mindset for me personally.
2: That's absolute testimony to your determination, your positivity and your general state of mind. It's, I
0: think it's fantastic. I'm in absolute awe. Don't ask me how I've done it. (laughs) I'll take that. Thank you. So, I mean, there's, there's lots of other ways. I mean, we're talking about, so some of the triggers, you know, you can go through obviously this grief when you're diagnosed, some of your life events can contribute, um, perhaps your MS worsening can contribute to your mental state. And, um, we talked about coping mechanisms. like, Ant, you've been to a group and we've talked about medication. Um, Are there any? um, Are there any other things that you have done to try and combat the mental health?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I went through my work. I trained as a mental health first aider, Uh, so I I am the lead mental health first aider at at Boston.
2: Wow, that's brilliant! It's
1: yeah, it's 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 things like that, and you you were spot on then, What you said before about trying to keep a level, balance, and, and a perspective uh on your life I mean you know people will get worse that's with MS you know that may or may not happen and it's that uncertainty which I think adds to the stress and the mental health so I I've, I've been I've taken a massive key role in, in mental health uh through work and also uh, with MS and uh I'm a strong believer that people just need to know what is out there what is it Available, but there is support available, and uh, people don't know, you know, like the groups, you know, like you know, the MS societies, people don't know where to go. And yeah. I think if you can get a perspective on your life, what I try not to do is mourn my past, as they call it. So I don't think, oh, I used to be able to do that, and I can no longer do that. It's, uh, I mean, like I used to run, I used to run half marathons. Uh, and, and quite, quite good times, to be honest. But now I can't even run two steps. I, I can't even run yeah. at all. I would literally just trip up. So it's hard yeah. not to think, oh, well, I used to be able to do that. We've got to try and focus on what, what you can do now and maybe take new things up Definitely. So that you can do them. So it is keep a level, keep a level head, keep perspective, don't mourn on your past. Uh, just know that the support is out there for you
0: it, that's it's, it's a pre pre-ms life and post-ms life isn't
1: it Jackie? absolutely
0: i was just going to say perspective is absolutely
2: the right word to use um once it took me a long time to accept my diagnosis so i did grieve for a long time for yeah. like you say pre-ms life but now i i, I can't I can't make myself look back because I will get down. I will get miserable. I have to make myself look forward. And that's, it takes a lot sometimes when you're particularly down, when, when my, I always know when I'm due a relapse because I would just be sobbing uncontrollably for no reason. And I know mm-hmm. that I'm due, something's happening around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. Keeping that perspective is so important. It really so, is. How
1: do you cope with, if you know, a uh, relapse is coming, Jack? what do you have any coping mechanisms to uh, help with your mental health
2: it's tough it's tough um because at that point my symptoms are worsening and I'm unable to exercise because I find that's my coping mechanism at the minute is exercising if I don't I didn't on Sunday and my legs feel incredibly stiff yesterday so once I've exercised I'll hurt but it's a good ache it's that I've I've done something positive, ache, and that's worth everything. That's worth everything.
1: And yeah, um, exercise is, like they say, absolutely key. You know.
2: Oh, completely. You
1: go tight. I mean, I did some, just short three thousand steps like yesterday, which was amazing for me, and I'm shattered today. But yeah, gotta try and keep at least exercise. Just do what you can.
2: And you've got to know your limit as well, yeah. not to not to push too hard.
1: Absolutely. But to
2: push enough.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that saying exercise you know obviously I can't exercise I'm the same as you I can't exercise in the same way I was in a a competitive swimmer I did a sports degree I can't do that I can't walk more than a few steps either but there is something out there for everyone there is a lot of chair-based exercise out there on YouTube on different um, charities such as MSUK yep seated yoga They do meditation, things that people like myself with limited mobility are still able to do if they so wish. So there is a lot out there.
2: There is. There's so many apps as well, as certainly as far as meditation goes. Um, Meditation isn't for everyone. It's I don't know if it's for me really. I do struggle with meditation, but. I have some breathing exercises that my physio at the MS Centre gave me, which I find very helpful.
0: Ah, Okay. That's brilliant. I mean, I don't think medication maybe is personally for me either, but I'm sure it is for many others. And, you know, it's said to improve mood. Um, I mean, there's lots of things that can be done. You know, do something you love daily. Makes you smile. That makes you happy. Yep write things down
1: um is there anything you do um well, What you absolutely spot on there and you you do need to find something which you love doing and it might not be something you can do pre-ms you know for example i used, I used to love going down swansea to watch football i used to love it but the drive is i've got those watches but it's 170 miles each way from my house <laughs> So, so the drive realistically would would uh, not be great for me. Maybe you need so to
0: change your team.
1: Never, never, <laughs> team, never. So, so I just I tend to be able to watch football now. So I watch the Swansea games whenever they're live, and you know it's 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 not the same, but it's something I look forward to. So uh, yeah, you have to have something every day. Try and do it, which makes you smile, like you say brings a positivity to your life
2: absolutely absolutely and going back to sort of chatting in groups if I may I mean through Twitter that's how I know you two yeah Yeah. I think on Twitter there is a wonderful MS community involving people like us as well as charities getting involved and other people who are Well, well, sort of consultants and neurologists and things posting on Twitter. You get so much information from there, and I'm always surprised just how honest people with MS are on social media. I was going to say, there's no no embarrassment at all. It's just you know happily talking about bladder issues and goodness knows what else. And and you need that. You need people to be honest because you may be experiencing those things.
1: And it's that release as well, releasing all your thoughts and feelings and getting feedback on them, which, that again, that can help massively on your mental oh, health. Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah. I think I think it's breaking down the stigma, isn't it? We're talking about
1: 100%. stigma
0: yeah. around mental health and people didn't want to talk about it. But, you know, out of the three of us, two of you are, have suffered with your mental health and you're being honest and hopefully... Yeah that will help people be honest and think, oh, yeah, there's help out there. There's things that I can do to improve this. Absolutely.
1: As you say, it's the stigma. The stigma is, I found that with my mental health role in in, in Boston, and it's mainly men. Men are too stubborn. They weren't open up to their feelings and what have you. And I think with MS, it's because it's around about 75% women, 25% men, something like that, yeah, I think men find it, find it harder, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just about opening up, be honest. If you're honest with people, they'll be honest back to you and you, you will get a more positive response if you're honest rather than just try and hide stuff away. So like Jack says, Twitter's great for it. There's Facebook groups, there's stuff on the internet, you know. You, you can be totally anonymous. Uh, so if you're not happy with you know going on medication or seeing a psychiatrist there's things out there for everyone.
2: Absolutely yeah I, it's fa- honestly I've learned so much from Twitter and being in that community you feel you do feel like you're part of a gang because everyone's going through something vaguely similar everyone somebody <laughs> would have experienced the same things you are and that honesty goes such a long way because Neuros and doctors and nurses don't tell you
1: everything. No, exactly,
0: exactly, exactly. And they they can't they can't understand it because they they haven't experienced it. Precisely, yeah. So, well, Spot honestly, on. thank you so so much for chatting to me. What I'll do is um, I will link um, a few of the charities or people who can help or things at the after this. And. Uh, wow. So that people know where they can kind of be directed to.
1: Yeah, lovely. So, me, guys. Great. Take, Take care. care. Nice Bye. to
0: see you. Bye.
1: Yeah. Bye. Bye.
0: If you're struggling with your mental health, please talk to someone, either a friend or a family member. If you feel that you can't talk to someone close to you, perhaps go to an MS charity, such as shift.ms, the MS Society or ms-uk. If you want extra help, we can highly recommend Mind and you'll find them at www.mind.org.uk.